When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I'm Sam Keir, host of Hitman for Hire, a year in the life of a franchise cricketer. For the past 12 months, I've been talking to T20 star David Visa, getting his take from behind the scenes at the IPL, the 100 and the rest of the world's biggest leagues. That's the Donnelly View system, Dion. There's no <laughs> ways in my mind that was up. These guys don't know how to win at this stage. He had his driver pick him up in his Bentley. People start chanting your name. You kind of have to pinch yourself. Hitman for Hire, a year in the life of a franchise cricketer. Listen now, wherever you get your podcasts. Sport Social. Bookmakers.com. Hello, good evening and welcome to the LFC Day Trippers. I'm Gav, that is Keith. This is a midweek fix special um, because Liverpool announced in the last couple of days that they confirmed that Roberto Firmino, James Milner, Naby Keita and Alex Oxlade-Chamberlain will leave the club at the completion of their contracts at the end of the season. So, people have been asking, come on, do a bleeding show on Firmino, whatever. So, we're going to do it on all four. We're going to touch on Keita. And Ox, we're going to do a little bit more on Milner and a lot on Bobby Firmino um, because Firmino is the one you all wanted. So, this show is brought to you by bookmakers.com. Check them out on their website for all the stats, comparisons, articles, all that sort of stuff. And if you gamble, do so responsibly, but make sure that check them out all the odds on all the sports from all the bookies. Um, if you're in the chat, hit like, hit it now, and that's your job out of the way. You can just enjoy the rest of the evening. And um, yeah throw anything you have on us on any of these four players and we read out as much as we can. Keith, um, I was thinking about you today. Not like that. Um, I've been thinking about it. <laughs> well, uh, usually when I knock on Spotify, I do think, what's Keith listening to? <clears throat> but I was thinking about you because I have a feeling you're going to be very emotional at Anfield on Saturday over Bobby Firmino. But the oh, news yeah. came out, was we knew Firmino was gone. Ox and Katie, we knew, but you know, we were waiting on confirmation. And Milner, of course, being linked to Brighton. But the confirmation came that the four players will leave. Um, were you shocked by any of it? Uh, no, the only um, shock, not even a shock, like, was I thought Milner may have got an extension. Um, the Bobby News is out a long time. And the other two lads, look, I know we've sort of dug out Naby Kate a fair bit, but he's, <coughs> he's been at the club for five years, along with Alex Oxlade-Chamberlain, who's, what, six, I think. And, mm-hmm. you know, we'll, we'll talk about them boys. It's the other two lads, really, that have been the the, the fulcrums, nearly, of, of the club era. I know Milner maybe not playing as pivotal a role, and so Bobby as well, but what these lads have given to Liverpool, all four of them, you know, they've all had their moments. Um, but what Bobby Firmino especially, he's the one that 
I've said it a million times, Gav, he's my favourite of them all. He's my favourite of the club here. He's one of my favourite players, Liverpool players of all time. And I will be very sad. And I hope he gets a run out. Even if it's even if he's not fit, I hope he gets two minutes. Do you know what I mean? Put he's in off. training. Yeah, he's in training. It's always mm. fit enough to train. He's fit enough to have a cameo at the end of this. But I, I think the, the scenes at Leicester, I think, are... Uh, are a warm up maybe for what we can expect at Anfield on Saturday because mm. you know people people are saying oh what about Milner what about Millie doesn't have a song you know what I mean yeah. it's hard to it's, gonna it's be hard Milner, to sing clap, about clap, Milner clap, isn't it yeah exactly <laughs> yeah. you know it's it's not exactly <clears throat> uh, you know something that you can sing about but it, it's the end of it I think it's the end of an era you know Sadio Mane goes last season and now that's even though Bobby has been phased out and we have got the replacement sort of in it does feel a bit more end of an era type um situation happening now with the fact that Milner and and Bobby are gone and Naby and Ox as well because they've been part of the squad you know these four lads are leaving here with a pocket full of medals you know at the end of the day they've all had their moments and they're all leaving with a pocket full of medals but I'm just absolutely good to see Bobby go and I'll talk about him in a while like but um yeah it's it's just it's going to be it's going to be a tearjerk I'll put it that way yeah look it, the four of them leave on on different levels I mean we go through the four of them as we go um you know it's all been about Bobby Firmino over the last couple of weeks in the build-up to the last home game of the season against Villa this Saturday but the Milner one was kind of in the balance you know, and it, it's kind of, it's being confirmed now. Where you've seen links to Brighton, and the talk was then Liverpool are still hoping that um that they could get something done. But look, Milner's going to move on possibly to Brighton, and and I can see the sense in what he's doing there. Um, yeah. in fairness to him, because Milner's not the type at thirty seven to sit around and go, I'll just get a wage at Liverpool, and I might pick up another medal here or there. He wants to play a bit more regularly, and if it's another year or eighteen months, he, he wants to. Give it everything he has, I presume. I'm very aware that we're live at the moment when Sheffield Wednesday have come from 4 0 down from the fourth leg against Peter was to be drawing 4 all. Um and it's gone into extra time in the playoffs. The playoffs are the best thing ever, by the, the way. They're the best thing the ever. Championship playoff would be on another bank holiday Monday. Yeah, they've changed all that now. They're they, on the yeah. Saturday now. But um like I'm absolutely up for one season. Just just lash it through a computer and then just play the playoffs. Um, yeah. Don't don't have them playing that 46 game messing. But if anyone's watching Sheffield Wednesday, keep an eye on it. Lash it in the chat if anything happens, and um, and I'll I'll make sure to let people know, and we'll know then as well. But they were four 0 down going into this game. They were four. They were three 0 up tonight. Six minutes of injury time. They scored in the eight minute of injury time. Um, yeah. So it's it's four all. It's gone into extra time. But let's let's have a look at these players because and I want to start with with Naby Keita. So Naby Keita is at um Salzburg, then he goes to Leipzig. Um he's at Leipzig and a lot of people want him. A lot of people want him, Keith. Liverpool are trying to get him in the summer of 2017. Can't do it. So they do a deal for the summer of 2018. 52.75 million is the price that Liverpool are willing to pay. They're paying a premium on him to get him. And he arrives at Liverpool in the summer of 2018. Makes his debut on the 12th of August 2018. I think that's against West Ham. I think I was at it. Um, we win 4-0 on the day. Naby Keita plays in midfield. And Keith, like, we know when he arrives what we think of him. And, you know, I didn't see a hell of a lot of Naby Keita. I went off people that watched a lot of German football. And... 
they were like, no, this fella is brilliant. He, he can play deep. He gets, he goes past players from deep. He creates. He, he gets goals. You know, and we're all massively excited about this. Um, and without going through us, everything that's that's happened since he got here, it just hasn't worked for Navigator at Liverpool. It just has not worked. Like, I think, and I, I think I'm fair in saying this. I think he's all the tilts, you know, to to have been a really really good player for Liverpool. But the injuries and and everything else just held him back so much. Like he's played 129 games for Liverpool in in five seasons. Um, people make the argument, you know, and they might be right. Where do you make the argument go? But look, he's been available for this. But this is a player that was described by Jurgen Klopp as a complete midfielder when he came in, and even if he was available for 229 games, he only played 129 times for Liverpool because the trust got lost in him. You know, he was injured and he was back. He was injured and he was back. All the tools, as I said, but he just has a mucky. And he leaves after five years. We paid 52.75 million for him and he's leaving on a free. And nobody's gone near him in the six months where he could have signed the deal either. Yeah, it's crazy. I was one that was would have highly been champion in Abicator when we signed him because I did watch a bit of Bundesliga back there. I think a lot of Liverpool fans did because of the club connection. You were always linked with Bundesliga players. And when I seen this fella, I was like, this is, he's going to tear this league up. And at the time, I was like, he reminded me of, let's say, a Michael Essien type, you know what I mean? He was box to box, he was, he could do everything. Um, more skillful maybe than Essien, but, you know, I'm not saying he was a better player than Michael Essien, I'm just saying that's who he reminded me of. And I thought, this is, he's going to flourish in a Liverpool in a club team. And I think... The year he stayed at Leipzig was a huge red flag for me because he seemed to lose a bit of his discipline. Maybe he didn't have that discipline and I wasn't paying enough attention. But once we signed him, the expectation became too high because we all wanted him. That summer, we brought in Salah, we brought in Oxlade-Chamber, we brought in Robertson. We'd done the deal for Naby Keita. We tried to get Virgil. We ended up getting him in the January, wasn't it? So there was a lot happening. And I think, and maybe, look, maybe it wouldn't have mattered, but I think if we'd have got him in in that summer and got him straight away, it might have been a little bit different because he was nearly behind the eight ball by the time he got to Liverpool because we had a year of waiting and being told how brilliant this fellow was going to be. And like I said, I was singing it from the rooftops how brilliant he was going to be and how perfect he was for Liverpool. And his first few games, he starts off really well. Um. I'm looking at him and I'm thinking, yeah, this is good. But slowly but surely, the red flags start creeping in. And it was injuries. And look, players get injured. You, you cannot help that. But what was the worrying thing for me about Naby Keita was he was picking up injuries early in games. He was picking up injuries in warm-ups. He was, well, there was one famously where he's away in Napoli. Because he starts yeah. off, it, it, it is the 4-0 at West Ham. And he's, he's brilliant, isn't it? And then I think yeah. our second game of the season might be away, away to Palace where he... he Little shimmy. He sends... I think it's your man that's our um, Everton now. Andrews Townsend, maybe. He sends him to shop with a, with a torn and hits a lovely ball over the top for Salah, I think yeah. it might be. And you're like, this is great. And the idea was, was that he was a player that, while we were very functional midfield, he was one that could do all that, but also get beyond and, and, and do stuff. But the red flag for me early comes from Napoli. When he goes down injured and he's gone off after 15 minutes 
I think he's carried off the fucking pitch. And yeah, but he's back at the he weekend. And someone in the chat there says he felt he felt a lot of his, his injuries might have been in his head. It's funny, yeah. I I sort of would agree with that, you know, because he, he used to come back, and maybe this is more on Guinea. You know, Naby Keita would be ruled out for let's say eight weeks with a fucking I don't know an adductor or so or whatever he get an injury, pick up an injury. Famously had angina as well. Um, he would be ruled out, and three weeks later, he'd be called into the Guinea squad for an international league go. And I'm like, what the fuck is going on here? Do you know what I mean? Like, why is he going with his national team when he's injured? And he plays. So I don't know if he, you know, it was in his head that he was he was in. And a lot of players did. Like, Arjen Robin was a famous player who, if he felt like, oh, I'm not feeling 100%, he wouldn't play. And he missed a lot of games through injury. But it's because he just wouldn't play through any sort of pain threshold or any injury. And maybe Kato was the same. But... That was the one, yeah, when he done that in Napoli. And look, I'm not saying he wasn't injured, but it was, I think it was a half-twelve kickoff on the Saturday and he was back. And you're like, hold on a minute here, what's going on? Mm-hmm. This fellow stretchered off and now he's back. And I do think there was an awful lot in the head with him. Um, and I think over the five years of his stay, it was a case of losing trust in him. And it's a shame. Look, he's he leaves 129 appearances, was he? I said... Um, he didn't score that many goals in that time, and I thought he would have brought a lot of goals to the team, and we didn't really see many. I think he scored a few last season, did he? But he gets his. I think he gets his his fourth goal. Might be in two thousand and nineteen. Like it's 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 late into into the season. Um, in eighteen nineteen. But but the thing is, Keith. Like for, for all we talk about his injuries and it being in his head and. I can't remember too many bad games he had for Liverpool, if you know what I mean. No. Like, I, I, like I never I never came, came away from watching the Liverpool game, either in the ground or on TV, where I went, okay, that was terrible. You sure? But yeah, exactly. He always, he, he was never afraid to take the ball. You know, and if you actually look at his attitude, never played, afraid to take the ball. Could go boy players. He got, played he got, forward he all the put time. Put his foot in, looked to play forward, ran with it. He, he was actually really good. He was really good when he, when he would play it. But I just, like, and, you know, Naby Keita splits massive opinion. You know, a lot of people just think waste, waste, waste. I don't think it was. I I think the signing made loads of sense. But I think a mixture of Naby Keita confidence in himself and his body, right, just mixed with what Liverpool are trying to do, just didn't work. And you can see it. Like, he hasn't played for Liverpool since February. Yeah. He hasn't played from Liverpool since late February. You know, and I like when people lash him over, I get that. And when people staunchly stand behind him and go, he's a brilliant player, look at the win percentage, I get that too. But my argument always is, it's all, very, it's all great having all those tools to play, which I think he has. I actually think he has all the tools. But if you're not on the pitch enough, you're not much use to us. Do you know what I mean? Exactly. You're just yeah. not. You're not, not much use to us. And I don't know, like... I wish him all the best. So you know, I hope Naby Keita goes somewhere and like people said, if it's in his head, I hope he gets it out of his head and plays tr- plays games a bit more when he when he think when he thinks well, will I will I won't I? I wish him all the best. Where do you think he ends up? I'd say he could end up back in Germany. Um I haven't really seen that many links with him and that's no. I you know that's the thing like you, you usually obviously Milner you're hearing there's always even the Leeds thing was always in the background with, with Milner 
and then Brighton come along and it makes sense. And you're hearing Bobby linked with Thames and even here Oxide Chamberlain linked with Thames. And I've heard nothing about Naby Keita. You know, you hear things like Dortmund and all, but surely they won't be taking him unless they're just going to replace a body in the squad. I know that Hewitt is going to going to Brighton as well. So maybe they'll put a Naby Keita type player in there. But I, I could see him going to back to back to the Bundesliga. And maybe he goes to a league, you know, maybe a league that's not as as fast or whatever as the Premier League, and he can flourish. He could go to Italy, who knows? But it'll be interesting to see where. I can't see him staying in the Premier League anyway. Mm. I think he can't wait to get out of there. But where he does end up, mm. could go back to Leipzig. Leipzig take players back, you know. It's... Yeah. I, I, I don't know if anyone in the Premier League would take a risk on him. Maybe someone coming up could take a risk on him because he, he can be a difference for teams if he just gets on the pitch. Maverick says he's genuinely baffled by the excuses some fans come up from. He's a poor signing, period. This happens uh, This happens though. Few pay uh, a club record and let him see out a five-year contract. Well, Man United signed Pogba and uh, he was off, wasn't he? Yeah. You know, we, we see the likes of Aubameyang. Who signed for Arsenal and they end up ripping up his contract. So it does happen. Um I think And and with those players, sorry Gav, with the likes of Pogba and with Obama Yang, like you've seen them literally not cared in games. Like I watched them in games and thought their attitude is deplorable. Hmm. Nabi Kate, you're right, you very there's been a few poor games, you know, when he got the curly finger at half time and in the first half was it was that against Madrid. You know, he's been He's been um, poured only in a handful of games, but their attitudes always stunk, whereas he, for me, was just a player that just never could string that momentum together to get mm. the games going. Yeah. But 50, $53 million is a lot of dough for a player, you know, and, and, and it's going to be a common team with the next fella as well. But, yeah. you know, your value for money, it's not really there, you know. Well, look, it's... Um, it, it's Naby Keita's career will be one where... I think I'm just I'm just one that I I know I, I could have a go at him and I could sympathise him, but I, but I just think it's one of those where it just hasn't worked. And I think more yeah. mentally, I think Naby Kate just wasn't with it. Just mentally, he wasn't with it with the with the, the the pressure and the I suppose the how hard it is to play in the Premier League week on week. You know the strain that it, that is on you to go and do it, but that's the way it goes. Yeah. Popular in the group, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Um, Alex Oxlade-Chamberlain, he'll also live. Um, yeah. Signs from Arsenal in the summer of 2017, I think. Um, 35 yeah. million, I think it was, he was signed for. Um, and this this is a bit different. Can't get on the pitch because of injury, right? But I think he, he is a bit more of an excuse I think he suffered two bad injuries at Liverpool. Yeah. Um, and the funny thing is, like, when he signed for Liverpool, right, it's a year before Keita, but he's actually doing in midfield what Keita you thought was going to be doing in midfield for Liverpool. Like, hard walking, presses the ball well, you know, um, not afraid to take the ball, not afraid to take people on, good shot on him, get some big goals for Liverpool, Champions League against City, League against City. You know, he's... He's flying at Liverpool and looks a really good signing as a different option in midfield, you know. Because at that time, you know, when, when he signed, we we had Wijnaldum, we had Henderson, we had others there, but he seemed an, a different option. And then he gets injured against Roma in the semi final, and his career's just never been the same. 
It's no. never been the same. It's been very stop start. He gets another bad injury in preseason last year, where I think Liverpool would have sold him. Yeah. And he gets, I think it's a bad. It might be a hamstring. Yeah, yeah, it's a ridiculous injury he gets. Yeah, and he's 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 been out for the majority of this season as well. Um, but do you have a little bit more sympathy for Alex Oxley and Chamberlain the way his Liverpool career went, or do you think there was enough either side of these injuries where you could say he should have made more of an impact? It's very hard. I mean, I I find it very hard to criticise Naby Keita and Lord Alex Oxley Chamberlain. So he's there yeah. a year longer, and he's got one hundred and forty six games for Liverpool. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that that season he was brilliant. That fourth season, he, he was everything we wanted. And he, you're, you're dead right. It was that driving from midfield that we thought, right, Kate will do that. And he goes down, and he's just never the same after it. And well, Naby Kate's career at Liverpool is a history of maybe niggles. Alex Oxley Chamberlain's is bad, bad injury. And, you know, it's once that happens, he just never comes back from it and he picks up all our little knocks and he picks up all our strains and you know, you always wanted him to to do to do well. He was he was another good egg and part of the group that, you know, they were popular, they were it was a great it seemed like a great vibe in the group that they all got on and they were all, you know, had their roles to play and he looked like he was forging a role in that season. As you said, he he plays at Arsenal and he's playing sort of wing, wing back, wing back. boy player yeah. and he's playing and he gets moved into a, a central area at Liverpool because he always wants to play in, in the middle and it looked like a master stroke. He's on the edge of the box. He's able to strike a ball. He's fast. He's tricky and it, it looked at the time he was going into the last year of his contract, wasn't he at Arsenal and we paid big big money for him at the yeah, time he, do, for do the we're... last year. Yeah, they were. They weren't sure whether he was going to sign a new deal. Chelsea were in for him, and then Liverpool yeah. came in, and he chose Liverpool, and it was thirty-five million. And you know, people kind of looked at it and went, "Where's he gonna? Where's he gonna go?" You know, and he goes in, and like I said, in air midfield at the time, we had very, and it continued on very functional players that worked really hard, but he was a little bit different. Yeah. He was a player, you know. Now we go on to sign um, Fabinho the following summer as well, um, but he was he was definitely something different. You know, you weren't gonna when Alden wasn't breaking from midfield and smashing balls in. Henderson certainly wasn't doing that, and he was just you know you you, you get to your midfield every week and you go oh Oxley Chambers in it that makes sense because yeah. Diesel sit back and he has a shot on him from there and he's not afraid to go by people. And he was you have to remember Keith he was. He was an option in midfield. He was an option out wide, either side as well. You know, and, and as as it progresses on, like, there was mad stuff in some pre-seasons where, like, oh, false nine for him. And, and you're yeah. like, what? what? He's just making this stuff What's up. Going on here? Do you know what I mean? Yeah. But, like, the injuries do kill him. And in fairness to him, when he gets an injury against Roma, he he goes through the rehabilitation and he's, he's still around the place. He's doing all the media work with the club. And, you know, he seems, everyone seems to like him. Everyone seems to like Alex Oxlade-Chamberlain. And again, over the last, even even before he, he gets he gets um, injured last summer, like if you remember, was it was it Southampton we played? And we played a load of different players. Yeah, Harvey and, and, Elliott, and he doesn't, Oxlade-Chamberlain. Oh, I don't even think Ox plays no. that night. And you're kind of going, that's the end of him. And it was going into yeah. the summer and you're waiting for him to go and then he gets that injury and he can't go and... I make the argument that um, 
being unable to get rid of Keita and yeah. Ox with our injury probably halted us a little bit in what we've tried to yeah. do in midfield. But you know that's an argument for another day. Exactly, but, it's all here. But since but since then, Keith, like you know, he's back. He's fit. He's he's training, but he's he's just not getting a look in. It's just no. You know, and I think they're afraid to nearly play him in case he gets injured again. You know, but his contract's running out. And we wish him the best again because, like you said, yeah. he has medals. Um, he's won a league title at Liverpool. Um, and someone said that he, he was the third highest scorer or something that year. And I'm just looking at his appearances. So he's 146 in all comps for Liverpool. Yeah. 42 that first year, he gets five goals. Mm. Second season, two appearances. That's the blading. The, the very end of the season. I yeah, he makes two appearances at the back end of um, yeah. seven, um, 17, 18, 19, 18, 19, 19, 19, 19, 19, 19, 19, 19, 19, 19, 19, yeah. And then 43 appearances the year we win the league. Yeah. Eight goals. You know, so he's, now it's not then off 43, 90s, and that's the thing with these, it's the, the minutes that they're getting. Mm. But then he's down to 17 the following year, 29 last season, 13 this season, you know. Just, mm. When a player gets them injuries that these two boys have had especially um when you're in a Jurgen Klopp team and there's such a requirement for legs in that midfield it's hard it's hard to get back in, you know and, and Alex Oxley Chamberlain was flying and then that hits him and he just never recovers from it and it's, no. it's a shame you know because I mean, he looked like he was going to be really really good a squad option and it's you know, we're linked with Mason Mount at the moment, and I'm getting similar vibes off Mason Mount. You know, I think he can come into Liverpool and, and be that sort of forward-thinking player as well. And you know, it, it's a long time; it's six seasons, six seasons of Alex Oxley Chamberlain, and it's another big money sign, and that, that that's leaving for free. Mm. It's um, he'll go, he'll go, and he'll again. We wish him the best of luck and. But where do you see him going? I was about to ask you the same thing. Well, well, um, do you know what? Do you know what the funny thing is? Like, what I and one last thing on him. Liverpool's midfield have been all over the shop this season, and Oxley Chamberlain gets injured in pre-season, and he's probably fit. I don't know, December, January, and Liverpool's midfield is all over the place, yeah. and he still can't get in. You know, and that must be hard for him. But it probably says a lot about where he is as a footballer right now. You know, is he that fragile that they're afraid to put him in and do him damage? And, and you know, like, all right, people say, well, who cares? He's, his contract's up in June, but Klopp isn't like that. You yeah. know, Klopp will probably go, listen, I'm just not going to play him. Let him play out his contract. I'm not going to risk him for another injury that could keep him out for another year and a half or whatever it is. Um, where he ends up, though, he's not going abroad. I don't think he's going abroad. Um I think Keith might have froze there, so he'll jump out and come back in. Um, I don't, I can't see, I can't see Oxley Chamberlain going abroad. West Ham always seems to be the one where you think, ah, oh, that's where he'll end up. Um, but I don't know. You back there, Keith? Yeah, I don't know. It's gonna kill him there. He'll come back in in a second. Um, West Ham always seems to be the one. If you're, if you're um in the chat and you have a feeling where you where you think he might go. Um, let us know. I'm gonna I'm gonna get Keith back in here and we'll ask him. Uh, let me see. Let me see. Keith, are you there now? Are you there, Keith? I'm there. Can you? Yep, yep. Um, I was just saying, I don't think he'll go abroad. Um, no. I think he'd stay in England. You know, uh, back to Southampton next season. The Championship says, "Just I can't see it." Yeah. Ox will go back down to London. Says Barry. 
West Ham always seems the one that pops up. It's always them and Villa, isn't it? But could you could you see like could you see maybe a Fulham? You know, or a Brentford. Someone like that. Could you could you see something like that? Um the thing with Brentford, they seem to like big huge fuckers, don't they, in the midfield? All the they seem to like, you know, six foot plus lads. Yeah. So I think the problem with Ox for me as well is, you know, who's gonna offer him a contract? Do you know, I'd say And he's on he's on know, big, no big money. Rush, that's what I was gonna say. Be on a big big wedge there, so no one's gonna jump in and say, Oh, come to us. I'd say it some teams are looking and saying, right, make him sweat and see what we'll take him in, but it's it's on air terms, it's not on his mm. terms, you know that way. And yeah. you know, that's what happens. Look, Phil Murphy says Bournemouth Bournemouth could be Bournemouth could be all right as well. Yeah. I think I think I think for Oxlade Chamberlain the best thing for him now is to make sure he stays fit um, get a good summer through him where yeah, he walks himself to the point where he's ready absolutely ready to go and yeah. if, it, if it goes well from great if he, if another injury breaks down that's just where Oxlade Chamberlain is and he's going to have to come to terms with that although in fairness his last two injuries have been just horrendous you know the yeah. sort of way they haven't been you know they've just been ones that are mad you know what I mean like I always say if someone is out for six months that's what happens. But if if someone is out for three weeks and back for a week and out for three weeks and back, and then you're going to go, this is just more frustrating than anything because yeah. constant niggle after constant niggle. Um, Peterborough had gone 5-4 uh, up on aggregate. It's now 5-4, 5 all, says Raven. 5-1 um, on, on the night, 5-5 five, five on aggregate. What a fucking game of football. Um, let's move on, though. Yeah. James Milner. So James yeah. Milner... Um, is at Man City. He's signed by Brendan Rodgers in the summer of 2015, I think. Um, he comes in and people are like, "Wow, you know." Now you have to remember this. That's eight years ago now. Um, and he was 29 at the time. I'm 29 at the time. Uh, four or five year contract. People are like, "What is going on here?" They're giving James Milner mad people money. Lost that shit, didn't they? Yeah, yeah, 150 grand a week shit. for five years. He's gone well beyond the five years. He's done a um. Yeah, he's done eight, I think, eight seasons at Liverpool. Um, what can you say about him? Like, oh, go on, I'll let you go first on James Milner. I've, the thing I always say about James Milner and Jordan Henderson to a lesser extent is they're culture setters. So they set the tone at Liverpool and have done. James Milner has done from the minute he went in there. Um, he's one of the best pros and he's in that group of, you know, where is he in the all-time Premier League appearances? He's way up there. He will he? be, I would say, probably second or third, to be honest with you. Yeah, and, you know, it's up there with the likes of Gareth Barry, and, and the people don't like Gareth Barry, but he was another good pro who just got on and done his business, and Milner was that as well. Now, we spoke, so you're looking at Keita and Oxide chamberlain and they've probably got 260 appearances between them. James Milner <laughs> has 330 for Liverpool, and... You know, over eight years, he's averaging a lot forty of them. games a season. Yeah, exactly. I'm looking his four season, 45, 40, 47, 45, and then it drops 37, 36, 39, 41 this season. Now I know his minutes per game yeah. is ninety, but you know it's it shows the importance of a player. And um, Kevin Sullivan says there, Milner, right player, right time, a pro's pro, and that's where he is. I mean, he still goes in every summer and and wins that blade and 
I want to say the lactate test pool. Yeah, that sounds a bit make weird, out that Talking about yeah. sort of milk and nipples or not. <laughs> he's, uh, <laughs> you know, he's uh, yeah, I know, I know what it is, and I'm afraid to say it myself yeah. now, to be honest with you. <laughs> <laughs> Tell us in the chat there. Yeah, what is in the chat, please? Hurry up. <laughs> he's, he's such a good pro. He is an, he's a model pro and he sets a tone and people go on about, oh, he can't give that money to it. I remember at the time, Gav, a lot of people on podcasts were losing their shit about James Milner getting 100 grand a week or whatever. And it's one of the best signings this club has made. Certainly one of the best Premier League signings we've ever made. Because when you get a Milner in there, it wasn't always working under Brendan Rodgers, but that wasn't really on James Milner. You know what I mean? Like... Jürgen Klopp comes in and, and you look at the players that, that Klopp builds his success on. And we can obviously look at Salah and Mane and Bobby and that, but it's it's your Henderson, your Lallana, it's your James Milners. It's the pros in there that'll do all that legwork. Do you know what I mean? It's it's these lactic, lads. Lactic, lactic test. test. Yes, yeah. there you go. What did you say? Yeah. Lactose. Lactate. Lactate, yeah, the lactate. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I knew we'd get that wrong. But, you know, he's, he's still smashing that every year. And it just goes to show you know the fella goes in there and he doesn't accept others not putting in a shift and those you know great teams always had that at different stages you know you look at Roy Keane at Manchester United you know he was such a bollocks because you wouldn't let them drop their standards Steven Gerrard you know the crouchy and all saying about when he'd go forced into England or at Liverpool and Gerard had smashed the ball and if you didn't control it, you were you were out of there. You know, these players like that set a standard and they expect you to meet that. And if you meet that, that's happy days. If you don't, you're not good enough. And Milner went in there, he sets the culture, hard work, run. We all knew he went to Liverpool because he wanted to play centre midfield. He didn't mm-hmm. like playing on the wing at Man City and Villa and Newcastle and all the other teams. He was sort of shunted about and he wanted to be seen like a centre midfielder. He goes to left back when, is it Moreno gets injured or was it before Moreno? Was it Moreno? Was... He goes remember. to left back in um, yeah, Moreno 16, was 17, I think. Yeah, and does brilliant. Yeah. yeah, because Moreno comes back then. 17, 18, but then Robertson yeah. takes over from him. Uh, but like, we, we speak so much about players that have like shaped Jurgen Klopp's reign. You know, I think I still think Mane is the, the biggest of them all. Um, you can argue Van Dijk, um, you can argue Salah, but when he brings Mane in the summer of 2016, you know, he's the he he's the one that lights the touch paper for me. And yeah. puts this plan in place. He's the he's the focal point of that, and it'll go on. And we we'll talk about Firmino in a bit as being part of it. But but like I remember his first game, Klopp's first game, and you know they all talked the whole Alana ran himself into the ground and and there was this that and the other. <coughs> but Milner plays a huge part because Milner remember comes in signing for Brendan Rodgers yeah. in the summer two thousand fifteen. All of a sudden Brendan Rodgers is gone in within four months. You know, and Milner is kind of looking going, well, hold on a minute. You know, I want to play in midfield. Rogers likes to hold the ball and he likes to play football. Klopp wants to come in and just everyone to go mad and, uh, you know, yeah. chase. And would it suit James Milner? At 29 years of age, he, he already had, remember, 11 years of, probably more, 12 years of, of professional football under under his belt at this stage. But you're right. Like, he, like someone says in the chat there, big penalties. You know, yeah. he's the man that crosses for 
um, Lovren in, in Dortmund. He scores big penalties in the in the in the, the season we win the Champions League. He does more in, in the year we win the league. He goes and plays at left back, not a problem. You know, is is his effect on the team dwindles, I suppose, and his impact dwindles as the years go on, and that's fair. That's the way it should go. You know what I mean? Unless you're, I don't know, a Pirlo that's just ridiculous. Do you know the sort of way? And I, I do remember. You know, 150 odd grand a week, and people are like that's 35 million over five years. And you're like, Yeah, but just sign the 29 year old midfielder that's won yeah. loads. He has all the experience. He was he was coming in then around the time when we were we had the likes of Emre Jan in midfield. You know, there was there was youngsters around, and, and I, I've no doubt that every player that's come into the club since James Milner or since Klopp is there, James Milner has been will be at them. This is what it's about, you know, and yeah. and you know, and, and like you say set standards and people go oh how does he set standards you know with James Milner you must do everything right you know you can be whoever you want but you must do everything right and you can see that in him every single day the condition he's in for the amount of miles he has in him as predominantly a midfielder since 16 years of age at Leeds 20 odd years ago um, is absolutely scandalous the condition he's in and how he can still get out and possibly still play 90 minutes of a uh, of you know Premier League football, um, twenty years like twenty yeah. years, mm. eight hundred and fifty-five games. Yeah, this fella has seen and done it all, and he's not retiring. You know that's the thing; he's not retiring because he feels he can still contribute. And I yeah. think, you know, Liverpool fans, Liverpool, we realise Liverpool's midfield needs an injection of, you know, he's thirty-five appearances says Emma behind Gareth Barry. 15 behind Giggs in second place. So we could easily end up, yeah. if he does another season and, and he say it's at Brighton and it's one of those where he does play, you know, a fair amount of games next season, he could end up being, um, you know, <laughs> the highest appearance maker in, in Premier League history. Um, And he's had the most for us, you know, and it, yeah. He's twenty, as you said, he's twenty nine when he comes to us. But you know, he's he's had his most appearances by a long way. You know, mm. I think City were you... the last two hundred. <coughs> but when you look at, he's he's Leeds through and through, right? Yeah, he plays with Leeds. He heads off from Leeds, I think, to Newcastle. From Newcastle, he heads to Villa. From Villa to City, and 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 then to Liverpool. And when you hear him now talk about Liverpool, I think as much as he's done on the pitch, you know, remember that big like he had. Um, the late penalty against Leicester, the year we won the league, yeah. you know things like that. Uh, big pen, like the penalties always stand out. He's low. He's plenty of assists. Um, but when you hear him talk about Liverpool Football Club, he literally says, "Like I'm a Leeds. I was born Leeds. Yeah. I played for Leeds, but a lot of me is red, you know." Yeah. And Man City, Aston Villa, Newcastle, we're all due respect them. Don't touch him. They don't. They don't. They haven't got him as much as Liverpool have got him. The Champions League night against Barcelona. He comes on at half time. He has to go. To, he has to go to left back. Right. He plays forty five minutes at left back, and Barcelona are trying to batter us because we've battered them. And he stands up to it. Do you know what I mean? He, yeah. he he appears in that Champions League final. You know what I mean? He's just done the lot for Liverpool. He's won everything he can at Liverpool. Everything, but I think by the Europa League actually, he was he was there for the Europa League, but. What a servant to the club, um, and I think I think everyone will be very sorry to see him go, Keith. Yeah, he will. He'd be a big loss. I think Klopp will be sorry to see him go. Do you know what I mean? Even though 
you know, you do have to move on from these things. I think Klopp will be sorry to see him go. And it's one of these, you know, as again, I keep going back to being a culture setter and a talent setter, but you can't lose these characters, you know, and we do have Jordan Henderson there and he splits opinion and people are moaning about him, but you need him for the off the field stuff as much as the on field stuff at this stage of their career. And you just hope that Liverpool can get it right where we're not overly reliant next season on Jordan Henderson, that we can use him more sparingly and extend his career as well if needs be. Because some people look at football like they're playing FIFA or like it's championship manager and they think you can just put a player in and that's it. But what the intangible stuff that goes on in the background off the pitch is such an important facet of the game and anybody who played football and i'm not you know disparaging people who don't play football or but if you're in a changing room and it doesn't matter if you're playing from schoolboy football to all the way up to the top if you're in a changing room with, with winners and leaders you'll go through walls for them and james milner is that and we need players like that in there. So we're losing a big, big player in the sense of what he gives you off the pitch. But on the pitch, the, the minutes for them three players we've talked about, you know, obviously Milner has the bulk of it. But it's not a lot of minutes that they're playing. Throw in Art Armello, zero minutes as well. And it's it's midfield No, players. incorrect. He played 12 minutes away in that. Oh, yeah, yeah. Sorry, I forgot about that. It's but while right. losing... You know, for bodies, if you include Arthur Mello in the summer from the midfield. And the reality is you don't need four to replace them. But you just need to be clever and sensible with how you do that. But I still think the likes of Jordan Henderson has a big role. But it is in the James Milner role of the seasoned pro who, you know, has to take a step back. Because there's still a role for that in the club. And I think Klopp... Uh, even at Dortmund, you had Sebastian Kell as a captain there, and he kept him around well into his thirties. And he uses these these players. He he really you know relies on these pros. And while losing probably the best one of the lot, you know what I mean? While losing James Milner, yeah. and but he will not be easily replaced. <clears throat> I think I think when I look at him leaving the club, I think I think Klopp would have liked to keep him, but I think Klopp also respects the fact that Milner, for what a pro he is. He could like he could easily turn around the club and go. I'll take another year, knowing he would make probably fifteen appearances next season because he knows what's coming in midfield. He must know Liverpool are going to go out and get two or three. So the the opportunity for Milner will dwindle because the two or three that are going to come in aren't going to be like a Kate and an Ox. With all due respect, and where they're injured and they can't go. To be, these lads are going to want to play. They're going to want to play and they're going to want to be on the pitch. So that pushes Milner, although he's probably down low. In the ranking of who plays for Liverpool, his, his opportunities right now, if you have two or three midfielders, is low. And as the season goes on, it probably gets worse from because these players will yeah. keep playing and keep playing. What you're losing, though, like you said, is a brilliant, brilliant pro. Um, and you can't underestimate what goes on in the background and how he looks after. Do you remember the time they all went away on holiday and he stayed because the young lads were playing in the yeah, in the cup stuff watch, like that, yeah. you know? And and you you know, boy, he balls he balls Van Dijk out of Old Trafford because he's not doing his job properly. Yeah. And people say they want him to come back in the coach and stuff. I think Milner would be unbelievable as a youth coach. Yeah. You know, I think if you put him into a twenty threes setup where these lads are just about to come through and he's nailing them, when you go through that door at the exit. Right when you go from the twenty trees dressing room to that the the big boys dressing room, this is what you need to do all the time, 
and he would have it absolutely battered into them. I wish him all the best. Um, yeah, I think he will end up Brighton. I look forward to hopefully seeing him playing a lot for Brighton if he goes there. He goes with everyone's blessings. He goes with loads of medals. He And not only that, he goes where he feels he's a huge part of Liverpool Football Club and Liverpool Football Club are a huge part of him. And I think... Yeah. I think when you look at the relationship both ways, how that's going to end, I think I think it's 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 the nicest possible way it could end, and um, because yeah. he was probably one of the first when Klopp went in, went he won't make it, he just won't make it, he won't have the legs, he won't have the, is he technically good enough, and he's been one of Klopp's go-to men for a long time, and even up until this season when Klopp needs someone to see out a game or do whatever, he throws him on. When Trent's going through a bad time, he throws him on right back. I can put him in there and he'll do a job for me, you know, the sort of way. So James Milner um, has been an absolute credit to himself. I think he's been a credit to the club, the way he's carried himself. And all you can do is wish him all the best. Yeah. And he is the one that will make an appearance on Saturday. We, yes. We've no doubt about that. Milner yes. will come on. Yeah. Out of all four of them, he is the one that we know will definitely play this game on Saturday at some point. Yeah. The other, the first two, I don't think I'll see the bench, but no, Milner will at the no. very well. Liverpool, Liverpool have said there will be um tributes to them on Saturday and following that in, in different ways as well. So you'll have to see what happens there. Um, Bobby Firmino, this is the big one. Um, Fucking we've kind of known since probably bef- before Christmas where you kind of went. Is he because it was a lot? Of, oh, he's, he's gonna sign a deal, he's not. And then it kind of went really quiet. And when it went really quiet, I went, No, this I felt it wasn't happening. Um, but go on, I'll let you go first on Bobby because he's the one, he's your, he's your favorite player of the club era. Yeah, my favorite boy, a mile. And you know, when you think of the players, like you're talking about some of the greatest, in my opinion. Some of the players in this team are their greatest players. You know, I put Allison as our greatest goalkeeper. Van Dijk, while he's not having a great time, but now is up there as one of our greatest centre halves. Mo Salah could possibly be our greatest ever player. And for me, my favourite of the lot is Bobby Firmino. Now, we spoke about Keita and Oxlade Chamberlain, very similar statistics in the sense, you know, 130 games, 140 or whatever. Milner had 330 against Liverpool, Bobby has 360. You know, they come in at the same time and they're just another culture setter. See, the, the thing I love about Roberto Firmino, right, and the thing I've loved about him from from the minute he's come in, really, maybe, yeah, um, he's a flair player, but I can't think of many flair players who worked as hard as he did. He's possibly the hardest working forward player you'll ever see. And he was just absolutely amazing. You know, he's he's one season he didn't get into double figures and goals. Now never overly high. He got twenty seven in seventeen, eighteen. But he's always chipping in with goals. But when you look at the highlights compilations of Firmino and it's all the little flicks and the setups, the outrageous stuff, and he's playing with a smile on his face and he's got the big Joey Essex, Delph and all that and everything about him it just makes you smile, it brings out the best of you. it's what I love about football and you know, sometimes you see these flair players and it's all four count and no knickers whereas Bobby Firmino was doing the little, you know, the, the, the assist against Newcastle when he drags it in and flicks it over to Mo and Mo runs through, it was a great goal were you at that game? No 
Why not? In Anfield, no. when someone who was at Origi came on, did Origi start? I think I can't remember. He done this little flick and Origi did it, start. He was woeful. Yeah, Muck. <laughs> it was. He was. I think Bobby could have come on actually, didn't he? He did. I don't know, but um, it was just the highlights of him. You look at him and you see a flare player, and you look at flare players and they're sort of <coughs> running around on the ground and they're not able for contact. He was digging in, pressing from the start going back what we lost when Firmino sort of started to come out of that team was a huge huge part because it affected the midfield because he was essentially another midfield player in there he was sitting on the lip of the defensive midfielders of the other team he was pressing them for that ball he was hunting them down he was hunting fullbacks hunting forwards everything about him you can look and you can talk about him as a flair player you can talk about him as a walker and it's very rare that you get that in a player and for me it's just been from day one till day end the last day he leaves the place he'll he's one of our best players in my opinion you know he's he's one of our best forward players of all time and liverpool have had some great great forward players and we've said that about you know sadio mane we've said that about mohammed salah and I think you can't leave Bobby Firmino out of that. I think no. you cannot leave him out of that. I mean, Liverpool, look, I'd put him ahead of Michael Owen. I'd put him ahead of a lot of top Kevin Keegan, Ian St. John, all these legends of Liverpool. And Michael Owen, people like to, you know, forget. But Michael Owen, when he burst onto the scene, and we'll remember, you know, that kid was fucking outrageous. I, I have him ahead of all them. Like, I think he's been absolutely sensational. Uh, sensational and he's he's the player i'll miss the most you know what i mean and and james milner will get a great send-off the other two lads will get a good send-off um on the day and but bobby for me now that song is going to be absolutely rattled over mm. on saturday and even the song it's the best chant it's everything it gets yeah. the place bouncing He's just, to me, he's just epitomizes everything about Klopp's Liverpool. People say, well, Brendan Rodgers signed him. I'm skeptical of that. I'm skeptical of that. Well, because he didn't know how to fucking use him. I'm glad, I'm glad you've, I'm glad you've touched on that because <coughs> we're linked with Bobby Firmino. This is, this is Ian Air that heads off to, Ian um, Air goes Ian off to Chile off, or something, isn't it? He goes off to somewhere in Cobbett South America yeah, and uh, gets Chile. the deal done on his big motorbike. Um, yeah. And the rumour going around at the time was that Liverpool wanted to sign Roberto Firmino from Hoffenheim, right? 29 million, I think it was. Um, it was rising up to 29 million, I think. And the talk was was that Rodgers was okay with this, but he wanted Benteke as well. So I'll, I'll take him if you give me Benteke, which turns out to be, like, that's just where Brendan Rodgers ended up, right? Fucking madness. But... And I think I'm, I might be imagining this, but I remember when he signed for Liverpool, there was this thing going around of a clip where he's at the edge of a basketball court and he flicks a ball over his head and it goes with his foot and it goes in, into the net. And now I might be completely imagining that, right? Sounds but, like a Bobby type of thing. Right. Who's this Bobby or Brendan now? It's not Brendan. <laughs> well, no, Brendan Rodgers wasn't at the end. <laughs> Brendan Rodgers was too busy fucking polishing the big portrait of himself over the bleeding there, uh, over the fireplace. But... He, he's going to Liverpool, and I could be imagine that. If anyone, if anyone knows it, let me know, right? Um, but he gets to he gets to Liverpool, and Rodgers has them all over the place. Yeah. I remember, I remember playing. I think it was Leicester at Anfield, and he was nearly playing left wing back, and I was yeah, like, "What is going on here?" 
Because Bobby Firmino turned up at Liverpool as a 10. Yeah. At Hoffenheim, he was a 10. And everyone went on, he's a 10. He can play off the striker. And if we saw him Benteke, he could play off him. And all this stuff was going on. And Rodgers just had him all over the place. And we well, talk about big Markovic vibes off him when he was moving him. Not off Bobby, not comparing him with Markovic, but the yeah. fact that Rodgers was just fucking shunting him here. Yeah, him throw him out there. Way. I have to kind of play him. Blah, 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 right? But for me then, we talk about Mane, we talk about Salah, Van Dyke, Allison, and stuff like that. I I don't think he's the biggest he's not a, he's not a Klopp signer, but I don't think he's I don't think he's the biggest influence overall. But I think he's probably the one that has the most influence over X amount of players on the pitch. Because I don't think Salah and I don't think Mane do what they do without Firmino. Because Firmino turns up, right? And says that. Yo says it's true. He does a couple of kicks up and scores in the basket. Yeah, I'm nearly, yeah. I thought I was imagining it, but... And then people like photoshopped and I was like, who gives a fuck? He's doing it. You know, he's their player now. I believe it completely that he was doing that. Gospel. Yeah, absolute gospel. But... He goes from being a 10, you're going to be annoying. But you're not going to be annoying where we're looking to score loads of goals. You're going to be annoying where you're right, he sits on centre-backs, then he, he he looks around defensive midfielders. And there's loads of there's players out there that can win ball and kind of get it back to him. But he was winning ball and then bang, he was killing teams. You know the sort of way? He'd run, he'd press. He was so intelligent at where, where he, could, where he could, could press and where he couldn't. And then when he won it, Salah and Mane absolutely like just lapped it up off him, you know the sort of way. Um, probably doesn't score enough goal for Liverpool. Put it out there. I think that's fair. But fair. when you look, when you balance it out with with the amount he scored, right, the amount of assists he has, and probably in fairness, like these ghost assists that they call off the pass before the pass, I'd say he ranks up massively in it. He yeah. plays with a smile on his face. He scores the goals that wins wins us the World Club Cup. Um, you know, he scores big goals. That one against Newcastle, where he does that flick for Salah, he doesn't actually even. I think he does a better one at home to Barmouth, where he's played down the side and he just does this half back heel to Salah, and Salah just slots it in the corner uh, at the cop end. Um, some of the stuff he's done, Arsenal hate him, right? Um, because he's torn Arsenal apart a few times, but just the way he's played, never announced of trouble. You know, goes out, sacrificed himself. I think I think he sacrificed himself as a striker for yeah. what Liverpool wanted to be. And you can't you can't put a, a murder, you know. And I'm sure over the next days, weeks, months, you know, or even in a year's time, like Saturday a year a year from Saturday, people will be going, It's a year since Bobby Firmino played his last home game in Anfield. Here's a montage of what Bobby Firmino done. And you just smile when you watch him. Yeah. You know, he brought this karate kick in when, when Liverpool scored yeah. goals, you know. Um, he scores that famous header against Spurs when Tim Sherwood said he wasn't worried about Liverpool winning headers in the box. Um, you know, just, he, there's another one at Southampton where Salah plays it to him and he, he actually chips a back, chips a Cruyff torn to him, really, and flicks it up into, into Salah. And there was a big thing at the time, I think it might have been on Ray going on about it, saying he does that deliberately. He deliberately lifts the ball so no one can get at it. And Salah scores there. There's another one where Mane at Stoke lifts it over the keeper and Firmino could score and just, just stands there and says, I'll let it roll in and just let Mane have it. You know, yeah. things like that. He, he just worked so hard for the team. He's he's won a league. He's won a European Cup, League Cup, FA Cup. He's won the World Club Cup. He's won the Super. He's won it all. He's yeah. won it all. With a Liverpool. key player in the hall. A, a massively key player because 
Like, let's be honest about it. There was times I felt when Liverpool were playing and you go, oh man, I might have played this weekend and you just wanted Firmino to be there. Yeah. You know? And when Mane and Salah were there, if you played a Rigi, you kind of went, he's not Firmino. He's quick, he's strong, he gets gold, but he's not Firmino. You know, when we played other forwards up there, he's not for, And even even this season when Nunes was struggling, right, you kind of go, oh, like, and Gakpo at the start. Gakpo was just thrown into an awful team at the time, I felt. But you're kind of going, I wouldn't mind Firmino back in there just to get Salah back on a wavelength or maybe Diaz on a wavelength. I just think he's been absolutely unbelievable for Liverpool in whatever amount it's it's eight years as well he comes in the summer 2015 um i think he's been absolutely amazing for liverpool i think he goes down as a as, as a legend at liverpool football club yes um a, a genuine legend of liverpool football club um again he's going to leave the club there's been no there's been no he's going here he's going there he hasn't spoke the, the talk is is that he's he's basically told his representatives nothing happens until I'm finished my job at Liverpool. He's he's had a couple of quotes with regards to saying how beautiful it's been to be at the club and stuff like that. And he just gets the club. The, he gets the city. The city get him. You know, when you're seeing it there in Leicester on Monday night, um, I thought he was quite close to coming, getting a bit emotional. I think yeah. he might at the weekend. Loved it, yeah. And honestly, Bobby Firmino might go. He might go to Italy. He might go to Spain. He might go back to Brazil. He might do anything. But honest to God, Bobby Firmino will always be Liverpool's Bobby Firmino regardless of where he played before regardless of where he played after regardless of many games he played for Brazil Bobby Firmino will always be Liverpool's Bobby Firmino yeah and and like you said about Milner you know Milner coming out saying that he despite where he played he felt like that he connected with Liverpool and Liverpool you know Liverpool touched him more Whatever Firmino got, I'd be fucking sick if he goes anywhere in England. I don't think, you know, Chelsea or Newcastle or something. Break I can't see it. Can't see it myself. I think, you know, the all talks of Barcelona and AC Milan and these teams that hover around free transfers. You wouldn't be surprised if you saw something like that. But wherever he goes, he's not going to be the player that we've seen. You know, and we've seen the best of this fella. And... You know, even this season, as we're talking about flicks and all, doesn't Nunes get someone against Rangers when we romp them? And Bobby does mm. a little ridiculous flick to, For to no just reason. put it on a plate. For no reason, just, just happened to him. Yeah. There you go, just a little one on a plate, and he just rolls it in. He's the, I'd say he's the, you touched on the goals, the lack of goals. And I'd say he's the most selfless forward we've had. Emil Heskey was always spoke of, you know, Emil Heskey done the donkey walk for Michael Owen and Robbie yeah, Feldman. And Michael Owen says it. With him. And they, yeah, they openly will say that. But I just think Roberto Firmino, what he's done for Sadio Mane and Mohamed Salah, it, it can't go unrecognised or unknown <coughs> because the three of them will go down in the history of this club. You know, it's one of the best strike forces in world football over the last few years. It's, it's players that have gone toe-to-toe with the very best and won, you know, mm-hmm. they were the, the fulcrum of the team that were going against Man City. They were the, the heartbeat of the team. And Firmino was the heartbeat of the team. In my opinion, he was the one that was, you know, he was starting to press. He was chasing players down from the front. Man City didn't like him. Arsenal didn't like him. What's your favourite Firmino goal? Well, there's more moments coming up here than anything else. Because Chris Back says, remember the Firmino smirk after the Salah Manny argument the way at Burnley? Yeah, yes, yeah. where he comes up the tunnel. Um yeah. 
My other one of my favourite moments is where they pretend to do um an advertising campaign. They're in the boardroom and yeah. he does that knowledge thing, you know? Um, yeah. Favourite goal. If you have a favourite Firmino goal or you have a favourite Firmino moment, throw it in the chat for the last five minutes. Um, Somebody did, did say, um, I think it might be in G10, so we should do a show about like what we're doing here on Milner on his own. I'm sure we will, you know? Yeah. I think, but if... Like we're we're only talking about what people wanted us to talk about. We've literally been bombarded with stuff this week saying, "Please do something on Bobby Firmino," but we didn't feel we could do a show on Bobby Firmino and lead the through the three lads out. I don't think that's yeah. respectful. But for, no. for Firmino's getting possibly ten more minutes than the rest of the lads are getting on this show tonight. Um, his favorite. It's hard to look past the Arsenal one where he slaloms through his body. That's everywhere. mine. Yeah, I that's think mine. I think that's hard. And to he lays them on that arse. That's mine. Yeah, Antio Silva said the chip, the chip goal versus City. Uh, that was brilliant. Where he brushes yeah. stones off. Yeah, that was good. Um, that was a great one because it was the hope that wasn't going in that was killing them. You know, it was a little. Yeah, it's goal and goal. He scores one. He scores one away at Stoke. And I want to when say it's fifteen, sixteen. It's late on in the season. And. Was that when him and Coutinho came on or something? Yeah, and, and he, the ball comes over the top and he rattles it in. Um, yeah. The Spurs last minute winner in 2021 after Sherwood saying he wouldn't score. Yeah, that was good. So Oshin says that. Dancing through the Arsenal. Defence Charlie the Red. The PSG one says Ashley L. Um, yeah. yeah. Do you remember when he puts his hand over his eye because he yeah. had the, the the issue with, with his eye? Um, Gab, I didn't mean to be smart. I'll tell you what to do. Just think Milner really was great here. So G10. No, I'm not. I don't think you're being smart yeah. at all. Um, but... I actually have an idea for a show where Milner and Firmino would feature heavily in it again and um, when the season ends, but we'll get to that. But listen, what, we can't say much more on James Milner. He's just being... Yeah. Thing. I just think Firmino stands out a bit more because of he's at that end of the pitch, you know, yeah. the sort of way. It's like if you were to talk about Van Dijk or talk about Salah, you'd end up talking about Salah more because of the goals and different things. Yeah. Um World Club World Club Cup was Bobby encapsulates as Andy. Um yeah, he gets sure he gets the he gets the winner in the semi final, doesn't he? Late on as well. Yeah. Um in that. Um the seventh against Man U has to got to be up there. Um, that was yeah, brilliant. I was at that and that I swear to God. I remember being in in the cup for that, right? And I'm in the cup. I'm like I've been in that same seat three or four times. But you know, you kind of not know the lads around you, but you go, oh yeah, I remember him here last time. But look, everybody in the circle around us were kind of going, if Firmino comes on and gets one here, you know, the sort of way. And when it went in, the place went, you'd swear it was a last minute 1-0 win, the way the place went off. But favourite moments, I just love when he throws the cry, he kicks around the place. Um, I love that. There's just, there's so many, go- do you know what? Doesn't he get one away at City? When we beat City early in Klopp's reign. He does. He gets one away at City. Do you remember where Sean... Um, does the, does the back, slides on a cross. No, Sean does the, the, the back heel. Yeah. Into Coutinho and Coutinho just squares it to him. Yeah. Um, but I thought, I, I thought he was brilliant that day away at Man City. Yeah. It's, it's October 2015. Um, yeah. It's around October. We beat them 4-1. Uh Lucas makes an awful mistake and Aguero gets one for them, but we beat them for one. But I loved him that night because that was where you see him, where he was picking off players and picking, and then just opening her up for Coutinho and opening her up for whatever around him. Um, 
I love the one away at City in the European Cup to make it 2-0 and 5-1 in aggregate. I yeah. love that, where he just wanders off and just celebrates. Um, it's, yeah, I just, there's so many moments from him. Um, you know, he's, do, he's done he's done some media work with Liverpool where you just you just can't help but laugh and smile when you're watching him yeah. doing stuff. So he's been absolutely brilliant for Liverpool. Like you said, I hope he gets a couple of minutes at the end. Um he hasn't been fit, but he is in training, but he hasn't been fit. But I, I, honestly, whether we're losing or winning at the weekend, um, I want Liverpool to win the game. But I'm, go- I'm going to this game to see Firmino and Milner's last game at home at yeah. Anfield, really. That's all that's in my mind at the minute. you know. And all I can keep thinking about is Firmino coming onto that pitch while the game is still ongoing and what is going to go on. Because I'd say it'll be absolute mayhem and he'll love every minute of it. You know, I think. Um, I Did you see his outfit in the the Leicester in the game? Or Leicester no. celebrating in the crowd. His outfit apparently is mad going in with the uh, fans and all. Right. He's a uh, big, big, uh, big on the scene. Um, and his missus just funny you said about the that he looked emotional. I think his wife came out saying, you know, that it was just amazing, and and he was very touched by the the reaction of the fans, and that's where. That's where Bobby will be. He'll be in the hearts of all the fans. I don't think there's many Liverpool fans that... I'd be surprised if there's any Liverpool fans that really sort of want to see the back of him. You know? Yeah. I'd, I'd have loved him to extend him, even though yeah. he's not playing. I'd have Look, loved to extend I, I think, him. I think when you see... I like the way it's happening, though. Because yeah. usually what happens is a player falls out of form, out of favour. You don't see him for six months. And, you know, he just disappears after a brilliant career you've, you've seen it before where i think with this one you know gakbo's definitely the, the, the replacement and gakbo's just shown so much at the moment that just looks to me like you could nearly ask for me to just stay for another six months and not play and just go listen you just tell him what to do because gakbo looks like he has all the tools um but the way it's being done he's had the, he's had niggling injuries he's come on he's scored a couple of goals and he's got some games i think it's just nice and yeah. we we're not we're not going to find out about it after Southampton on the twenty eighth of of May. We know about it in the run up to the last couple of games of the season. So it gives fans whether you go home or whether you go away to salute Firmino. You have a chance now home and away to salute Milner, Ox, Kate, or whatever way you want to do it. Um, you know it's 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 the right way to do it. I think it's a respectful way to do it, and I think the respect, particularly, I think with with Milner and and Firmino is very much mutual you know the club are respecting what they want to do and the players are respectful enough to go yeah go and release it and I don't mind all the because they get hassled for the next two yeah. weeks you know but I think it's a nice way to do it um, yeah. Emma touches on a good one there as well playing the piano in his house when he's doing a lay a lay a lay yeah. they bring a tear to a glass yeah. away you know it's just yeah. and then he's just dipping people in swimming pills and telling yeah. them you're, you're yeah, bad toys yeah. now. Like yeah. nobody knows, nobody knows if if Firmino has the certs in, to baptize people. But who's questioning? Is he the baptizer or is Alison the baptizer? No, I think I think Firmino's a bit of it, isn't he? They're both, think, yeah, they're all into that. I think I think Bobby got into it as well. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I think Bobby done the old apprenticeship, the old foss yeah. course. Um, yeah. but anyway, look, we're gonna go. I told Keith an hour. He said famous last words. It's an hour yeah. and six, so we haven't been too bad. Um. I've really enjoyed it. Um, yeah. I wish Naby Keita 
Oxley Chamberlain, Milner, Firmino, all the best of the future. I don't want any of them to really play in the Premier League, but I think okay. you're going to see Milner do it. You, I, I don't know about Ox. Ox, Kate, I'm not too sure. I think Firmino might go and have a nice year or two somewhere in Spain or Italy, and he, he absolutely deserves it. He might go back to Brazil, you never know. But um, that has been the midweek fix special. Um, it's going to be an emotional day on Saturday at Anfield, watching these it's players or some of them for their last yeah. appearance. <clears throat> but they'll get the send off the absolutely deserve. Um, Keith, anything else before we go? Would you like to tell no. people what you're listening to in the run to the weekend? You know what I'm listening to a lot of at one, the moment. Right? Love this it's question. not really good. It's my right? favourite question to ask this podcast. It's not really good. Right. I'm listening to a lot of Harry Styles at the moment. Oh, and Shawnee right. had the head on me last night about this. Why? Do you not like Harry Styles? I'm nothing against Harry Styles. I don't really listen to him. So um but I, I don't know what I don't know what was going on and uh something about Harry Styles and I kinda of saw it. And Sean was like, What 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 what's wrong with you? I was like, Harry bleeding Styles like, He's bleeding grey. You know, and I was like, well, relax, you know what I mean? But yeah, listen to Harry Styles anyway. I listen, listen to, uh, to I listen to a Peter Crouch podcast today actually with your man Noel Horan on it. Seems a nice lad as yeah. well. There you go. Good lad. But Harry Styles is he's he's getting really big. He's got I don't know. Anyone that's not into Harry Styles, look out for the cover he does a sledgehammer. It's fucking amazing. It's an amazing, amazing cover of a song. Anthony Boylan says, end the stream. Lazlo says, for fuck's <laughs> sake. Um, Listen, when is our Brentford at Home Ultras podcast? Cause Chris, oh, yeah, Chris was at Brentford at Home. Ah, Chris is traveling around ago, now. I was at Brentford as well. He wants yeah, to be our friend. Yeah, you know, exactly, Chris. You're trying to create a narrative there that's yeah, not, you know. Yeah. That's not Look, Chris, pal. his Brentford is Brentford way better than your Brentford, right? Relax. <laughs> um, so, yeah. Harry Styles. Harry Styles and yeah. Miley Cyrus. And see, my kids are the influence and what I'm fucking listening yeah. to. So, I'm, I'm heavy on Lewis Capaldi as well. Do you know what I done? Um, well, Do you know what I done? I made a massive mistake, right? Well, um, as you can probably see behind me, the, the house is being done up at the minute. So, it's just carnage. We're waiting. We have to wait three weeks for the paint and decorate and everything to come in so when you see behind me it's in tatters it won't be in the next two or three weeks but um will this make the podcast gaffes association this bit yeah keith talking about harry styles cars was the best bit um but i put spotify on the telly it's the biggest mistake you can make yeah because your kids go to the telly now they click on the spotify app and they're typing in all sorts of stuff and i'm not i can't even understand the things they're saying and i know i sound like me da used to say this to me 30 years yeah. ago but i can't understand i can't understand what what's going on do you know what i mean she's yeah. listening to a lot of these songs that are just songs that are sped up now they're just songs that he sped up a little bit and she's like they're deadly aren't they? i'm like can you not just listen to the normal normal version so anybody out there with kids do not put the spotify app on your tv it's more don't do it yeah but um i'll try to get once your I'll kids try. get your spotify you're fucked Gone. My, people look forward to that year-end review and all that. I, it breaks my heart. Well, Fucking you see, I have the duo thing. Year. You know the duo thing? So Which one? The Spotify duo, so you can have two people on the one account. They have their own oh, yeah, separate accounts. Oh, yeah, I've got accounts. a family one. I've got oh, a family, family one, one, and they're all on fucking mine. Yeah, but that's the thing. I have mine, right? I have my wife on her own one, and then I have my daughter on the wife's one. But whatever happened, we had to log out and log things back in, and by some chance... She's logged back in now on an Alexa upstairs on mine, and now she's on the telly. And we were swanning around here now with all our podcasts and all our favorite songs, and no one's annoying her. And like, oh, I can't move for all sorts of matters. I don't even know the names of them. Um, yeah. But get on to uh, Harry Styles. 
Uh, Emmett says it there. I think we'll be falling around Liverpool on Saturday night singing Watermelon and Sugar. Yes, we will, Emmett. Yes, we will. But judging the way Keith goes on, he could be Saturday afternoon, being honest with you. It's Saturday morning. And Keith's only, Keith's only request for the weekend is that after the game on Saturday, we go and do some karaoke, which I'm all in for. I've picked yeah. the location for him. I've told him it's deadly. And uh, you you're up for it. So uh, karaoke Saturdays um, coming soon um, to a pub in Liverpool near you. Right. Anyone um, who's in Liverpool and sees us, say hello. Yeah. Anyone that's at come the match for a point. and say hello. Go for come a point. for a point. Don't, don't get too to close to Shani now. Shani doesn't like people <laughs> annoying him a lot. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, don't be annoying yeah, me. Yeah, exactly. Uh, but uh, no, no, we'd be I'm around. Definitely annoy Emmett. Yeah. You wouldn't annoy him at the size of him. He'd just fucking swat you yeah, away. He's a big fucker. Yeah, I know he's an animal. I wouldn't be messing with him. Um, <laughs> right, we're out of here. That has been the midweek fix special from the LFC Day Trippers on the departure um, and the farewell to Firmino, to Milner, to Keita and to Oxlade Chamberlain. Um, tomorrow night is Friday, isn't it? Yeah, Premier League forecast tomorrow night. Um, Saturday we'll have full-time Reds and I think Matt might be doing that on his own. So if he is doing it on his own, after the game on Saturday... Please drop in, leave loads of comments for him to read out and react to because everyone else is off drinking. So Matt's holding the fort. There won't be a fat back for this Sunday. Um, we're taking one week off in the season if that's okay with you. We will be back on Monday with winners and losers and then the rest of the week will go on. If you can help our charity, um, listen, the link is in the description if you want to donate. If you can't, share it like we always say. And if you want to help us out, by sponsoring the parts of the golf day, sending us prizes for the for the raffle, or sending us money, and we'll buy the prizes for you. LFC Day Trips at gmail.com. Um, you know, I've people have sent me some prizes. Um, Crystal and Classics is a, is a, is a company that have sent us some are sending us us some stuff. Jake Semester, who does be in this chat, sent me a lovely bottle of Liverpool um vodka. So things like that it doesn't have to be massive. Um, absolutely. Uh, lfcdaytrippers at gmail.com and we will look after it. Uh, let me see, let me see. Derek Surratt says Little Coopers. Yeah, he's on the he's on the uh, he's on the karaoke buzz there with Coopers. He definitely is. Um, but listen, that is it. Talk to you in a bit. Thanks a minute to Keith. Thanks to everyone in the chat. Um, hit the like button on your way out. Over now. Good luck. Podcast Network.